Welcome to Disney Versus, where we are all Bonnie's trash. <laughs> this is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. I almost said I'm Grace. I'm reading this script. <laughs> that would have been super bad. We could have done a switch up. <laughs> Too late. Oh, well. It is my second favorite part of the summer after Comic-Con. It is D23 weekend. As usual, there was a buttload of news that came out of this year's convention and of course we wanted to talk about it because there was a lot of interesting things that are coming out within the next couple of months and years on top of that we are going to finally give a review of toy story 4 and kind of kind of yeah (laughs) and we're gonna finish it off uh with even though we got no news of this whatsoever during d23 we thought it'd be fun and this was more challenging than I thought it would be. We're going yeah. to do a fan cast of a Hercules live action movie. Uh, I think they dropped a rumor about this earlier in the year, like right before Aladdin came out and when all the live action adaptation news was running wild. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, how have you been, Grace? I'm pretty good getting ready for grad school and finishing up the busy summer at work. What up? Yeah, we've been off all summer, uh, most of the summer. I know we did an episode in, what, June? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. How so, about you? I've been good. I've been swamped at the store. I'm also getting ready for Disney Plus to drop. We are oh, T-minus three months. Oh, I cannot I wait. I know I've been posting on Twitter, like, all the shows that are coming back. I'm super excited about the next season of The Proud Family. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what The Proud Family is, you're missing out. But that was my childhood. My goodness. I don't know The Proud Family. It was a quintessential black family show mm-hmm. growing up. I'm not going to call it The Simpsons because The Simpsons was more uh, adult than The Proud Family, but... Um, I'm trying to think. I can't think of any shows that it, that to compare it to. Uh, I mean, I guess the I guess The Simpsons is the closest thing. It was kind mm-hmm. of like The Simpsons, but it had its own, you know, cultural feel. Yeah. They had their own their own icons, their own mythology, and everything. But it's a cornerstone of, uh, I guess, millennial uh, black culture. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be great to see what they do with that and what they bring it back. My money is ready. My wallet is prepared. (laughs) What did we get from D23 this year? We got a lot of news. Some things that we knew about, some things that we didn't. Uh, The stuff that we did know about, we got more info about Frozen 2, Mm -hmm. which is coming out in November. We got confirmation of who Evan Rachel Wood would be playing. We previously talked that she would be voicing a character. She will be playing Anna and Elsa's mother via flashback. Okay. What I've heard there is she sings them a lullaby that is very uh, will probably be central to you know character development or the plot. Also, Sterling K. Brown's character was revealed. He plays a lieutenant close to uh, the family, so I'm interested to see how that how the relationship with uh, him and the family. I don't know if. I, I didn't hear if he was in the future or in the present or in the past. Got you. Sterling K. Brown is 
and this is us in Black Panther. Oh, yes. got you. Okay. He plays he plays Killmonger's father, who gets spoilers, he gets killed at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> is it a spoiler if it happens at the beginning of the movie? <laughs> It's like within I, the first uh, 10 minutes. I, don't hate me. I need to do this. I need to do this this week while I'm on vacation. I still have yet to see Black Panther. Grace. My mom <laughs> loves it. I remember that conversation me and your mom had about it over Facebook. That was a very yeah. good conversation. <laughs> uh, but yes, you do need to see Black Panther. It's on freaking Netflix. I know. No excuse. Remind, message me on like Friday. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a message every day until you see Black Panther. Have you seen Black Panther yet? Hashtag Wakanda oh forever. <laughs> they also said that there will be seven new original songs, including um, the, I think of what will be the showstopper slash let it go of this movie. It's called Into the Unknown. One thing that I don't knock on Frozen, like again, Frozen isn't a bad movie. It's just it just got very overhyped, but mm-hmm. the soundtrack was pretty legit. Yeah, there there were some songs that I really enjoyed, and then there were some that I didn't. Um, Let but it go, was, notwithstanding. I yeah, I did. I do love that song, and I love. Do you want to build a snowman? Love it. And summertime, or in summer. Have you listened to the uh, Broadway recording of uh, Frozen? No. Should I? It's worth a listen. There's some pretty good stuff in there. Is Josh Gad also Olaf in that? No. Um, That'd be funny. I forget who is Olaf. At the beginning of Frozen, there's that choral arrangement. Mm -hmm. And I liked that in the preview, we heard kind of a reprise of that. Yeah. Um, That sounds really neat. It's going to focus on the origin of Elsa's powers and Mm -hmm. why she has them and Anna does it. And I'm really interested to see what the story is behind that. Yeah, me too. Next movie we heard some more stuff about is Onward, Pixar's next movie that's coming out in March of next year, starring Tom Holland and Chris Pratt as brothers. Love them both. Basically what we learned is some stuff that we already knew is that it's two brothers going on the quest to see if there's still magic in the fantasy world that they live in and their general drive i believe is to find their father Mm -hmm. and there was a scene that was shown that uh, they are uh, saying a spell they find a spell Mm -hmm. and they try to use it to bring their father back no they only have half of the spell so when they say it they only get half of their father like they get the bottom half of their father (laughs) I haven't seen. I was trying to look for stuff yesterday, and I couldn't find anything. But I'm only paraphrasing what I've heard and read. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. Like I said, I haven't seen any of this. I'm just paraphrasing what other people have seen. I'm a second. Okay. I'm a secondhand source. Really, like a thirdhand source. Yeah, tertiary source. That sounds pretty good. I'm. I need another trailer because if you've listened to our previous episode. I don't think either of us were sold on onward yet. I'm excited by the idea. I just don't know that much about it. I but. I what I love about it is that it's pretty clear that it establishes a fairy tale like land in the same way that the monsters universe does. Got it. I really like that, and you can tell that there are some cultural things that weave through the fairy tale world. Yeah, it's a good concept. I just don't know if I'm sold on the look of it. Yeah. But again, it was a trailer, so who knows? 
It does look a little glossy. The third film, we're just on animated films right now. The third film that we heard about is the one that I am definitely the most excited about. Uh, We learned a little bit more about Soul, the Mm -hmm. second Pixar movie that's coming out in the summer of next year. Um, it's It's basically asking the question, where do we come from? What makes us us? And it showed that people's souls start in a place called the you seminar after you graduate from the seminar you become a full person and uh, we got casting the movie stars jamie fox as joe gardner who if you look at his character design looks a lot like nick williams (laughs) he does i i almost tweeted at him saying did you authorize pixar to make a movie with a character in your likeness because he Mm -hmm. looks a lot like Nick Williams, glasses, mustache, and all. Yep. For those who don't know or who did not attend UNT, Nick Williams was our band director for several years. Grumman Green. Yeah, he is a he was a North Texas staple who is now in Australia. We wish him the best. Shout out to Nick Williams. Also, that means we have to go to Australia now. Oh yeah, definitely. Jamie Fox plays a band director a high school band director named joe gardner who loses his soul he um aspires to be a jazz musician and play at a club called the half note this is this is getting a little too close what are you talking about (laughs) just a little too close to like the people that we know yeah (laughs) i i love the double entendre that he he loses his soul and his soul yeah Apart from Jamie Foxx, it will star Felicia Rashad, know her as Claire Huxtable in The Cosby Show, and she plays Adonis Creed's mom in uh, Creed 1 and 2. Also, Questlove from The Roots and The Jimmy Fallon Show, for those who are don't know what The Roots are. Uh, and Tina also F- just Questlove. Yeah, and also <laughs> Questlove. Tina Fey and David Diggs from Hamilton and Wonder will also be voices in the movie uh, and is it is directed by pete doctor who directed inside out and who is also one of the strongest directors at pixar mm-hmm. hands down but yeah i'm super excited about this one because of the concept and because they have a uh, musically inclined uh, main character who is also a person of color mm-hmm. i i want a trailer i want i want a trailer I do too. Because so far, it, it could be really good or it could be a kind of far out there idea that doesn't come through. But I'm encouraged by Pete Doctor being the... The director? Director, that one. I think he wrote it too. He did the same thing yeah. with... He wrote Inside Out as well. Mm-hmm. I'm also excited that John Batiste is going to be writing original jazz music for the film. Ooh, okay. It's not going to be a musical, but there will be a. Of course, there's going to be a huge musical influence on it. Yeah. So he's doing the original jazz music for the for the film, and then Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who did the music and won an Oscar for the music for The Social Network, mm-hmm. will be doing the actual score. Okay. Interesting. And The Social Network is one of my favorite films and scores of the last decade. And probably period. I need to watch that again. It's so good. I might watch that tonight, too. (laughs) 
And then the last animated movie that we learned about is Raya and the Last Dragon, which was apparently a film that's been in rumors and in development for a while. It started as, I think, the Imperial Dragon. I can't remember what the working title was, but it takes place in a reimagined Earth with five lands. And it said that they were formed by dragons a long time ago. And of course, there are no more dragons. Mm-hmm. The character Rhea is on the search for the last dragon. So Rhea is going to be Khaleesi? That's what I'm getting from this? <laughs> I guess. Something about it. Rhea is going to be voiced by Cassie Steele, who is a Canadian voice actress. And I'm glad they got a voice actress to be this character. And Aquafina is going to be the voice of the last dragon that they find. So they do find a dragon. Well, yeah, they do find a dragon. You can't have and the last dragon. I guess and it would not be the search the last for the last. Yeah. Okay. It looks like it's going to be influenced by Far Eastern, Southeast Asian mythology and lore. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, like, if that's the direction that Disney movies are going to start going, I'm really all about it because a lot of Disney movies started as fairy tales. Mm-hmm. It's either a fairy tale or it was a book that someone took and you know put a modern spin on it or took the mythology and modernized it or just you know took a story and told it with you know a little a few different elements in and there's so many different cultures that Disney mm-hmm. hasn't really tapped like if you think about it the only I think one of the, I think the only Asian stories that they've told is Mulan Mm -hmm. and there's so much rich culture in that that they can you know tell yeah so if they take if they allow people you know of these backgrounds to tell their stories it'll be I mean as long as they're good it'll appeal to different people and it'll give you know Disney a different flavor that it hasn't had for a while because when we get into Hercules I'll say that there's, it's been a little, um, with the exception of the muses, there are a lot of white people. Whitewash? <laughs> yes, there are a lot of white people in Hercules. Yeah. yeah. So. We'll revisit that idea. Yeah. Because I actually, I was, I was wondering some things. And the director uh-huh. for Rhea and the Last Dragon is one of the producers of Moana, Osnat Schurer, and Adele Lim, who wrote... Uh, Crazy Rich Asians will be writing the script. Oh, cool. Go and look up the art for this. It's really sick. I'm excited. I did see the one image. I saw one image. Yeah. Um, It's her writing the... It looks like a a mole with a turtle shell. mm Mm-hmm. It looks dope. On to the Disney Plus content. We got a trailer for the Lady and the Tramp live-action movie starring Justin Theroux and Tessa Thompson as Tramp and Lady. Is this, I didn't realize, is this only going to be released on Disney Plus? Yes. I did not realize that. It's a bold choice. I mean, they got to have something. It'll be one yeah. of the movies that is available day and date release of Disney Plus. You'll be able to watch it on November 12th. Hmm. It is legit live action. Mm-hmm. They actually have the dogs that they used on uh, on stage and... I'm not the biggest fan of Lady and the Tramp. I mean, I don't hate the story. It's a it's a yeah. very good romantic movie about dogs who fall in love. 
Lerve. And I mean, it's really hard to mess this up, so it doesn't look like they... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they made a few subtle changes. I think they took the Siamese cats out because that's a touchy subject. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, it looks fine to me. I, I'm the same way. I don't really care for Lady and the Tramp all that much, but um, so far the live action looks cute. Are we going to do a review of the, the movie? Are we gonna Maybe. Watch it? Okay. We'll see. I think the something that people have been talking about is they took human eyes and put them on the dogs. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and I get how creepy that can be. I was kind of thinking that it would either be CGI dogs or they would just go the old school homeward bound route Mm -hmm. where the dog's mouths didn't move. And it was just voiced over. Yes, it was just voiceover. I was expecting that. But in the trailer, like you can see Tramp talking Mm -hmm. and it looks hella fake. (laughs) But again, it's a dog talking. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks a little bit more cartoony than The Lion King did. Mm-hmm. Like it the, does look slightly, yeah. Yeah, The Lion King looked too real. I mean, I like Tessa Thompson. I like stuff that Justin Theroux has done. He's an actor and writer. He was one of the screenwriters for Tropic Thunder. And he also was one of the writers of Iron Man 2. The worst Iron Man movie. And he also appeared in American Psycho, Mulholland Drive, The Girl on the Train, and The Spy Who Dealt Me. I've only seen one of those movies. And the other thing, this is a TV show that we learned about, not a movie. It is Monsters at Work, which is the continuation of the Monsters, Inc. franchise. Yes. It stars Ben Feldman as uh, Tyler Tuskman. A scarer who is fresh out of school. He graduated scarum cum laude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the pun. I was not ready for that pun. I read that pun live. Is hired to be on the scared for, but on his first day, the company switches to laughter. Great timing. I'm actually interested to see how that will work. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. I love that universe. So I think oh, it's yeah. a, that's a smart pick to choose for an ongoing show. I haven't seen bad things from that franchise, so they have a lot of credit with me. Like, I'll give them, you know, I'll give Mm -hmm. them, you know, a season of a show, see how it goes. Yeah. Alongside Ben Feldman, it stars Kelly Marie Tran, who um, was Rose in Star Wars The Last Jedi. I don't know if she's in in Episode Nine. Okay. Like, I haven't heard anything about her. I mean, I imagine she is in it, but I haven't seen her in any of the trailers, so I'm scared. Mm Mm-hmm. Henry Winkler and Lucas Nett. The series is set to drop sometime during year one of Disney Plus. There's not a confirmed date yet. Mm-hmm. Live action movies that we heard about. We saw uh, some art from Cruella, which is the uh, Cruella Deville movie starring Emma Stone. I'm excited. Yeah, it's interesting. If you look at the video, if you look at the uh, the picture, it looks like she's about to drop the most insane Dalmatian themed rap album ever. <laughs> it does kind of it. This, I mean, this reminds me a lot of Helena Bottom Carter. Yes, a lot. 
Uh, and I'm glad that they don't have her. Like, I love Helena Bonham Carter, but I'm glad that she's not the person they chose mm-hmm. for this role. Um, but that's, to me, that's exactly what Emma Stone looks like in this. Yeah. I feel like Helena Bonham Carter could play this role in her sleep. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, if this was made in the early 2000s, this would have been Helena Bonham Carter's movie. Yeah. Um, and it's said to be set in 1970s London, and I think they said it has kind of a steampunk vibe to it. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what that looks like. I'm excited. I think that could be really good. Mm. I'm all about the villains, though. Yeah, I think Cruella is a villain that uh, hasn't really gotten her due. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing Villainous, the movie yes. that it's so much fun. Have you played it? I, I think I told you about it. Did you? No, you told me about the expansion pack. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I've been playing. And have you played the new, new expansion pack? Yes, the one with um, Radigan and mm-hmm. Scar. And I forget the other one. It's always three in the expansion pack. Yzma. E- Yzma, yes. Oh, my gosh. I almost won my first time as Scar. I haven't won in a couple games, but... but it. Uh, it's for, so much fun. For those of you who don't know, Villainous is a game where you play as villains and your goal is to, the, the goal is for the villain to accomplish their goal. So you play as people like Jafar and Yzma and uh, Hades and Radigan, King, King John, Maleficent, um, Maleficent, Dr. Facilier, the Queen Evil Queen, the Queen of Hearts, etc. And your goal is to stop the heroes and accomplish your goal. For example, Scar's goal is to win the pride land by secession and kill Mufasa. So you have to kill a certain amount of heroes after you kill Mufasa. Yeah. Um, Dr. Facilier's goal is to rule New Orleans. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's it's an insane game of uh, deception and uh, fading your opponents. <laughs> which gets yeah. super annoying after a while. But it's super and fun. And it's, it's super susceptible to personal gameplay so you really have to know your opponent and how they're how they play certain characters or Mm -hmm. and at this point there are 12 different characters that you can play so a lot of a lot of learning opportunity it's fun yeah i had to learn my character while learning what the other players characters could do yes also i do not recommend playing this game for the first time while you're drinking or trying to teach anyone while they're drinking like at least get one game in before you start drinking yeah level set on the rules but cruella is someone who hasn't been introduced into the game yet but there's still time but yeah i'm excited this movie will be directed by alex timbers who i don't know what else he has done um i forget we'll get back to you on that my bad and the last thing which i probably should have put this somewhere because it's super sad and I don't know. Well, it's not sad. Well, it is kind of sad, but in the the grand scheme of things. Recently, within the past couple of weeks, a hashtag was going around Twitter that said Boycott Mulan because of the star uh, Christina Liefang shared some, I guess, a less than than desired uh, opinion about the Hong Kong police, which I described to my sister as the asian version of the lapd not not wrong police brutality is a big thing in hong kong and uh, christina yifang um said that she stands with the police and 
as you would expect in a place where police police brutality is a big thing everybody was pissed so they're saying boycott mulan and my reaction was yo this movie is screwed yeah i I mean it depends when's it supposed to release march yeah there's still time for that to blow (laughs) i say blow over a little too lightly but yeah. yeah I mean, in the in the world in a world like today where cancel culture is powerful but fleeting, fleeting, yes, this could this could make or break the movie. Like in in this world where the Chinese dollar is so important to a movie's success, for a movie about a heroine who is Chinese mm-hmm. being boycotted in China. This movie could make $300 million in America and still be a failure. Yeah. If people in China say, you know what? It's Mulan. It's a Disney. I don't care. Which a lot yeah. of people here will say. If, let's say, half of China goes and sees this movie, it'll be fine. But if everybody in China boycotts it, yeah, it's a, it's a, this movie is doomed. Yeah. And seeing all the people involved that I like, like I forgot Jet Li is in this movie. Oh wow! Yeah, I forgot Donnie Yen is in this movie. Like there are a lot of people in this movie that I like, and it's like when a program. It's like when you know something like House of Cards got canceled. Uh, mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. Uh, when House of Cards got canceled, and everybody's like, I feel bad for everyone else who worked on this project that is yeah. being affected by one person's actions. It's the same way with, you know, this movie. I feel sorry for the people who might suffer from one mm-hmm. person's actions. And I mean, I'm not going to be down on this, on uh, Christina, because, I mean, we all have our opinions. She just kind of chose an unpopular one. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I hope she doesn't get got by the Disney machine that keeps people from spoiling Avengers movies. The same people yeah. who tap on Tom Holland's shoulder after he spoils something. I hope they don't come <laughs> for Christina. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for all of these things. I'm excited for most of them, yeah. yeah. I think the big ones, I'm excited for Mulan and Cruella and Monsters at Work. Um, and then I'm going to keep an eye out for Soul and Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. I am a little excited for Frozen 2. And onward as well. I don't know if I'm going to be first night going to see Frozen 2. And by first night, I mean, like, I'm going to have to go at, like, midnight to avoid kids. Because I know even if it's 10 o'clock, kids are going to be there. Oh, right, yeah. I'm going to have to pick an awkward time to go see Frozen 2. Like, 10.30 p.m. on a Wednesday the following week. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I know this will never happen, but we need another snowpocalypse. Right. So I can go see Frozen. Because I remember last time, on a whim, everything's frozen, no pun intended, mm-hmm. outside. And I put and something on I put something on Facebook. Hey, does anybody want to go see Frozen? I'll pick you up. So I get in my <laughs> truck and drive around Denton picking people up going to see Frozen. <laughs> I did not get the invite to this. Oh, I'm sorry. That was probably an RA. It's probably for the best. It was very dangerous. I don't. I don't suggest doing that ever again. Don't drive in Denton when there's a when the roads are frozen over. Exactly. Bad idea. I hope that doesn't happen again. Knock on wood. It happened twice while we were in college. Especially happened when Frozen came out. 
the the irony was lo- not lost on people. Let's do Toy Story review, but let's make it quick. Okay. Because quite honestly, I don't have that much to say. I kind of forgot that I went to see it. That's the impression that it left on me. Full disclosure, um, I saw a Toy Story 4 in theaters, what, a month and a half ago? Mm-hmm. I think I saw it just on a whim. I saw it the Thursday night that it came out. And then I hadn't seen it since, hadn't, you know, listened to much about it since. I listened to so many podcasts. I heard people talk about it, but I hadn't really done much about it. And then I threw some extra legal uh, means. Watched it again yesterday afternoon. If I ever get hired from Disney, Tori, we're going to have to delete our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll give I'll pay for two Disney Plus subscriptions. Will that will that cover it, Disney? <laughs> I'll just have I'll just have two. That's fine. Give one to a needy child with Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay. Um, from what you remember, though, what did you think of Toy Story Four? I liked it more than Toy Story Two. Okay. Uh, someone at work today said that they liked it more than Toy Story Three, and I gasped. I like what. No, it was not better than Toy Story 3. But I liked it okay. I liked that Bo Peep was this super strong character because she never was in the past. Um, I thought the dolls were... The uh, dummies. dummies were so creepy. Um, yeah, very creepy. And there was, that, there was one part where the dummies were chasing Woody through the store mm-hmm. and he, like, sneaks... Th- like, he's, like, running through this small hole that the dummies couldn't get through and I swear to god I was as scared as I was when I was watching like Halloween. I won't say that I liked it more than Toy Story 3 because I I didn't. I didn't like this as much as Toy Story 3 but I think I view kind of all the Toy Story movies in kind of the same area. Toy Story, the first one is still my favorite but I do think that this is like it's the best Pixar franchise I think. Yeah. It has the most heart in it. I still think the Monsters universe is the best, but that's just me. That's fair, though. It's it's definitely top three, quality-wise. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job of moving the toy story along after Andy. Huh. Um, ah, 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 see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah, I did appreciate that, that you're seeing all of these characters again, and some of them are moving on to their, the next chapter of their lives their being existences Mm -hmm. it all felt natural and it made sense i will say toy story was the end of i mean we can get into it's a two-month-old movie toy story three was the end of andy's story toy Mm -hmm. story four was the end of woody's story yeah and in the grand scheme of things i think it's a good epilogue or coda to -hmm. the entire thing yeah because it really struck me where Woody was getting over Andy and him not being played with. It was like the themes were great yeah. and the ideas that they presented and how it fit in with the overall toy story was great. And I, I'm not going to lie, when they were hugging at the end of, um, like when they were saying goodbye to Woody, I'm going to spoil mm-hmm. this movie. Woody... Um, Bo Peep is a lost toy, and at the end of the movie, Woody decides to leave the group and stay with Bo. 
and when he's hugging Aww. everyone and saying his goodbyes, I got a little like I got that lump in my throat because if you think about it, like this is a more than anything else that I can think of, this is my franchise. Mm-hmm. Like this is a movie that hit me, hit us at every point of you know our lives. Yeah. It's like Toy Story three got us when we were going off to college. Toy Story 4 checks back in with us when we're adults, you know, trying to make it in the world. And it's like, it's okay to do something else, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's it's a very well put together franchise. And I think it's it's a very it's that's why I think it's the best Pixar franchise, maybe because it's had the it has the most age to it. Mm -hmm. It has the most uh, experience that tied to it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the most well put together. It has the most heart to it. Yeah. But yeah. It wasn't overtly too funny. Like, like Forky was hilarious, and it's a uh, it's a running thing at the store now where I work that will just be like trash, trash, <laughs> trash. I am trash. <laughs> Like a lot of the Bonnie moments where uh, she's looking for Forky and Woody's trying to keep Forky in Bonnie's possession is so funny. I thought that was really well played because, like, we've all, one, we've all been that kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've all seen that kid as adults being like, we know that this thing is absolutely ridiculous, but oh my God, if it's not going to ruin their day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a drunken Disney for this drink anytime Bo Peep kicks ass because she does for a lot of the movie. She kicks a lot of ass. Drink anytime someone says Woody, Bonnie or Forky. That'll get you not quite as good as Nemo, but it, it'll it'll do you. And then drink anytime the dummies are on screen. Trying um, to, try to pee your pants. Yeah. And also try not to choke. Yeah. Do you get to do the best part now? Rank your uh, Toy Stories first. Uh, three, four, one, two. I'll go one, three, four, two. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. Three, one, three. No. Yeah, I'll, I'll you, go there. You can give a qualifier and say that two wasn't an awful movie. I won't agree with you, but. If- I'll go one, three, two, four. Boo. That not saying that it's not saying that four is the worst. Yeah, I think I'll stick with that. I think I just really don't like the prospector. That's fine. Lotso I still maintain that Lotso and Stinky Pete are saying kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I did appreciate that um my expectations were very subverted in that uh Gabby Gabby I thought either Gabby Gabby was going to be another villain just like uh, mm-hmm. The prospector and Lotso, yeah. Or Bo Peep was going to end up being the bad guy. Oh, that would have been so dark. Yeah, I thought that's where they were going to go because you haven't seen <sighs> Bo in a while. Maybe she was she felt scorned because she was you know she's essentially a lost toy, or she was given away. That would and good. she was taken away from her family and everything. Yeah, that reunion at the end where she, the only time where she's with the original group, I think that's where it got me. Oh, oh man. Uh, almost got me again. Okay, moving on. Yeah, moving on to probably what you clicked on this episode to see here. 
Now, nah, let's be real. You wanted to hear us talk about uh, D23 news. We are going to fan cast. We are going to attempt to fan cast Hercules. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I struggled so hard with this. I, I didn't struggle so hard, but I don't feel super strongly about any of these. I definitely, like, I remember messaging Tori and being like, I think we should do these people. And then I had people in mind and didn't write it down. I don't remember who I had. Oh. Uh, I know our Lion King one was easier because we had Simba and Mufasa already set for yeah. us. And it's like, okay, we just need people to play off of, you know, those, Donald yeah. Glover. Yeah. That's all we needed to do. But... Oh, yeah. man. This one's a little bit... This one's harder. Except for the muses and the fates, which are probably the most inconsequential characters. Well, except for the muses. The muses are pretty important. I think the fates is the one where I had people in mind and didn't come back to th- those people. Gotcha. I'm not married to any of these ideas. Except for Phil. I am married to the idea of who, who I pick for Phil. Okay. Do you um, want to start from the top? Yes. Um, so the person that is rumored to be in contention for the role of Hercules is Alexander Skarsgård, who was Tarzan in the most recent, I think it was called The Legend of Tarzan, which wasn't a Disney movie. We're never going to talk about it again. You don't have to go see it. (laughs) I'm probably never going to go see it. You're fine. Um, the person I picked was... I wrote this down. I wanted an unknown. I really want an unknown who can sing, but that's kind yeah. of a cop out because I don't have a name. So I was thinking, who can rock a skirt and a cape? Because in watching Hercules, he's wearing less clothes than Meg. <laughs> like he's legit just wearing a skirt and a cape and a belt yeah. and a headband and wristbands. And that's really about it. Someone who can kind of sing, who might be able to play him as young hercules and then beef up and play him as grown hercules i picked uh zach efron oh okay he can sing he's he can get jacked like he Alexander was Skarsgård. i you know what's funny is i had him i didn't put him but i had him in mind for hades are we talking about the same Skarsgård? there are a bunch yeah. of them alexander Skarsgård. He was in uh, True Blood. I think that's Bill Skarsgård. L- no, I'm literally looking at it right now. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. If you're looking at it, I'm not going to fight you. But I know who Bill you're Skarsgård talking about. Bill Skarsgård is someone else. I know yeah. who you're talking about. Oh, I think Bill Skarsgård is the one from Thor. Yes. Okay. Those are his kids or his nephews or something. Bill Skarsgård is a sibling. Okay. All right, I'm not going to fight you, but I know who you're talking about. Okay, I also had the same, similar feeling, except, so I don't feel good about my Hercules pick, um, but what came to mind to me specifically was the opening sequence when um, Hercules basically breaks the town, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, that's Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so... But That'd at least be funny. But I want Tom Holland to be lanky, awkward Spider-Man for forever and ever. I don't want to see Tom Holland jacked, but uh-huh. that is who I that is do. who it is at the beginning. I kind of, I kind of do. Ideally, though, like I want someone a la Hugh Jackman to just be plucked from obscurity 
and made a star by this movie. Yeah, that'd be great. Who did you have for Meg? I had like four different people for Meg. Um, I have two. I was going through lists of actresses who are young-ish. And also I figured out that Meg doesn't necessarily have to be sexy per se. Like she doesn't have mm-hmm. to, again, she's covered up the whole time. Yeah. Like she's she's thin, but more importantly, she's seductive and sassy. Mm-hmm. That's really it. And um, I, I just saw Ready or Not. Okay. And the star of that movie, Samara Weaving, is actually really good. Like, I feel like she could... weaving. Yeah, I feel like she could pull off the sassiness and still be kind of seductive about it at the same time. But the only question mark is, can she sing? Because Meg has... um, I won't say I'm in love. She has one of the most popular... Okay, I could see... I could see that. That's... Maybe. That's if this is a musical i have a completely different casting if this if they decide to go serious with this which is really what i want i think this would work better as a serious movie and not a musical it'll also yeah. give them a better license to be creative with it and not be a but faithful this has adaptation such good songs but you can lose them and still be a decent a, a decent adaptation um okay so i had two for meg oh sorry or, I didn't well, say my who are the rest of yours Samantha Barks, who was Eponine in the Les Mis movie, and then uh, Leah Michelle from Glee, because she can oh. sing and she's a pretty decent actress. Yeah, okay. I think okay. I was leaning more towards her if singing is involved. Yeah. Is that all of yours? Yeah. Who'd you she have? Be for that. Uh, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be great. She's snarky. She's hot. She can sing. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say no to that. I think it'd be, it, yeah, I think that could be interesting. And then, um, I apologize if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, Makar Zadigan. Um, she's an Iranian-American actress who was in Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. And I think she's absolutely, at least basing this solely off of that character. She was on something else, too. What is her name? Um, Makar, M-E-C-A-R, Zadigan. She was also in NCIS. I didn't realize she was so young. How old is she? She's 24. In the Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, she plays an older woman. Oh. Well, that was five years ago. So she was 19. No, there's no way she was 19 when she played that role never know that's something else that i was taking into consideration when uh i was doing this is ages and ethnicities like i looked up grecian actresses and actors and the only person that i recognized was maria menounos i like your pick yeah i like her she looks like meg just Yeah. yeah she can be meg okay who'd you have for hades I had a. I've put so, again put so many people down as Hades. Uh, Sean Bean, Brian Cranston, uh, okay. John DiMaggio, who's the voice uh-huh. of Bender on Futurama. Okay. He could he could capture the 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 funny of Hades, and he has a great vocal range. 
The two people that I'm serious about, uh, Alfred Molina, who, if this movie is going to be serious, let him be Hades, because he can go from angry to um, bargaining to kind of funny at the turn at, at the flip of a switch because i'm thinking of him in spider-man 2 as mm-hmm. a doc as dr octavius he wasn't Stop bad up, in that yeah. he was very sinister in that mm-hmm. but i think if you want to put butts in seats i have robert downey jr as hades oh that would be so good that'd be funny because he could be um, the most snarky hilarious hades ever yeah um, okay, so for me, I have I have a few, all pretty different from each other. Uh, Ralph Fiennes, from, who plays Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Ooh, I thought of Ryan Reynolds, too. Or, wild card, Matthew McConaughey. He could play a very seductive Hades. And what, like, I, I was kind of thinking, I was like, does he have the breadth? But he did, what was it? dark tower Dallas, no dallas buyers club oh yeah um that was so different um so i feel like he has breadth that we haven't really tapped into yet yeah i watched him in a movie called sea of trees mm-hmm. awful movie it was terrible <laughs> but the soundtrack and the cinematography were great someone that i wrote he was the first person i wrote down and i erased because it's the wrong perfect choice and it'll never happen because he's been exiled. Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been good. Yeah. Because I think of him in a Baby Driver and him in A Bug's Life. Mm-hmm. Where he could be smarmy and slimy and funny. Uh-huh. And, I mean, he's the, he's the closest person you can get to James Woods, I think. Yeah. Okay, so Phil, do you just go with Danny DeVito? That's the easy way out. That's the easy. I have a couple alternatives. Who do you have? You go first on this one. Josh Gad or Peter Dinklage. I actually put Peter Dinklage. I am married <laughs> yeah. to the idea of Peter Dinklage. I think that I think he would be great. And just have him play uh just have him play Phil like he was um Tyrion. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Just let him be let him be instead of you know, someone who is like a womanizer. I mean, even if that's what Tyrion I mean, was. Yeah, I I would kind of maybe lean off of that a little bit, but the bigger thing that I would do is, as opposed to Tyrion, he would have to be mean. Phil's mean. Yeah. He's kind of a dick. And I would make him, you know, make him a drunk who's kind of given. He's. I mean, Phil is a mean person who's given up on his dreams because he's tried so many times. Yeah. And it's it's blown up in his face, so he's just kind of given up and just make mm-hmm. Phil a drunk who's just like, I'm tired of trying. Yeah. And I think, I know it's more of the same, but Peter Dinklage's same has would be very good for that. Yeah. Who's next? Pain and Panic. <laughs> you go first on this one. Seth Rogen and Neil Patrick Harris. Oh my gosh. That is perfect. <laughs> Who'd you put? Because you have to have him in every Disney movie ever. Ever, I put Alan Tudyk and Steve Buscemi. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. really good. Specifically, let Steve Buscemi be pain and mm-hmm. Alan Tudyk be panic. 
Yeah. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris would be Panic and Seth Rogen would be Pain. Yes. Okay. Uh, Thor. Sorry. Wait. Shit. Zeus. <laughs> okay. Zeus. <laughs> who, who would I have as Zeus? Yep. Kind of showing your cards there, Grace. A little bit. Thor or The Rock. Those are my picks. Those are my picks, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, something with Thor. So, ah, dang it. Now I'm doing it. Something with Zeus that is very uh, important is that he never shows power, really. He's mm-hmm. not a uh, uh, an he's overbearing jovial. character. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a he's a father figure who's super proud and is forceful at times when he needs to be. Like in the beginning when he's you know playing with the son and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you would need, and I feel like. I feel like Chris Hemsworth more than Dwayne Johnson would be able to embody that. Just let it's just letting Chris Hemsworth play Odin, really a more yeah. fatherly Odin. Oh my gosh! No, who's the other person that I would do? It's gonna drive me crazy that I can't come up with his name. John Goodman. That would work too. Question: Are we doing? Are these people voices, or are they acting all of this out? That's a good point. I've been kind of thinking of some some of them as voices instead. But yeah, I think most of these would work. This would be a lot of people. But I think most of these would work on screen. It would kind of be a loaded cast. Yeah. But um, but I can picture most of these people. I thought in, like, the only people that you would have problems with are Phil, Pain, and Panic. Yeah. And if you're going to have Robert Downey Jr. be Hades, it's going to be, like, you can't, you'd have to have a d- different character design than the Hades you have now. Maybe. Because it's so James Woods. That's who Hades yeah. is. Yeah. Zeus, you can kind of take or leave. For the most part, yeah. I think those could be real. Yeah. Um, the Muses. Can we leave the Muses for the end? Because I feel like that's going to be the one where we just kind of geek out. Okay. Uh, the Fates. In picking these people, because the Fates are pretty much they're in act one when they have the prophecy and then that's really it they really don't have much of a purpose beyond that because they just disappear you may not know who some of these people are i picked okay. them based on how would they sound reading a prophecy and playing off of each other reading a prophecy okay um i chose i went completely serious i didn't go a comedic route i chose ken watanabe sigourney weaver and monica bellucci I don't know who they are. Um, Sigourney Weaver is, you know, she's an. I know who's a. I knew know who Sigourney Weaver is. Okay, Ken Watanabe is the uh, the Asian guy in Godzilla, and he's he plays Ra's al Ghul in uh, Batman Begins. Uh-huh. He's he's that guy. Uh-huh. Um, he's he's he has a very good prophetic voice and then monica bellucci is in the later two matrix movies and i can't really think of anything else that she's been in she was a bond girl at one point yes i know who you're talking about yeah and she and she has an accent as well and i mean sigourney weaver has kind of the gravitas she could bring gravitas to reading a prophecy Hmm. okay interesting i think you could do a couple different things I like the idea of Lily Tomlin and Helen Mirren and Melissa McCarthy. Lily Tomlin is uh, Frankie and Grace and Frankie. 
as well as many other things. She's also Miss Frizzle and Miss Frizzle. Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus and Aunt May in Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, uh-huh. I didn't put that together. Mm-hmm. Helen Mirren has been in a lot. <laughs> um, and then Melissa McCarthy, of course. But I think you could also do, like, Tina Fey and... Uh, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Yeah, I think you could go that route, too. I almost went that route before I went um, serious. Yeah. Oh, someone else you could put as a, as a fade... Lily Tomlin. I almost put Betty White as a fate, but that's just being ageist. <laughs> there was someone that I had for the fates, and I don't remember. I can't remember who it was. I mean, if she was if she was still alive, you have uh, Carrie Fisher do it. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, man. If he were still alive, you have Alan Rickman as Hades. Uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. He's a dead fan of us. Yes. <laughs> Tune in in the next episode where we cast all dead people in this Hercules movie. <laughs> okay, the muses. You want to read uh, all of yours at once or just go back and forth? Because mine is, mine is basically, it's all petty. Oh, okay. Mine is just Destiny's Child or <laughs> Jennifer Hudson as the lead. Okay. Either of those things. <laughs> I have Jennifer Hudson as well. I have... Jennifer Hudson, Anika Noni Rose, Kelly Rowland, Michelle <laughs> Williams, and Missy Elliott. Oh, how are you gonna leave Bay out like that? Because I told you this is the pettiest muses ever. <laughs> Beyonce already got her live action Disney uh, movie. That's why. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and I think they would look the part as well. They would, yeah, you're right. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I thought of that and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so Missy petty. Elliot, that'd be pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, you could also do Lizzo. Yeah, Lizzo. I almost picked Lizzo, but I'm not familiar with her music or her as an actress. Yeah. But I mean, all the muses do is really sing and narrate. So. Yeah, and dance. Yeah, and I. Oh my gosh, I I did this to myself. I'd love to hear them harmonize. Mm. Oh my goodness. You can't put Michelle though. She's she doesn't have the balls. She can't. What? She's not that strong. So, there there's there's really only one of them that doesn't solo. Mm-hmm. If you watch it, I mean it's it's fine. And that can be Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> it, it. I feel pretty good about us casting Hercules. Yeah. It'll never happen. No. <laughs> I feel like we got closer with The Lion King than anything. Well, for sure. But we were also dipping into kind of rumors Yeah. for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think clearly The Rock should be Zeus. Although I'm not sure if he can since he was in Moana. I mean, he's going to be in Jungle Cruise, which was also a movie that they talked about at uh, D23, but it's not animated. And it's not based off of a animated property, so we're not talking about it. Okay. Sweet. We did it. Word. I wanted another shot at uh, casting Hercules. There were so many. When I Googled uh, young actors, was it under 35? Mm-hmm. Got so many people that, like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> 
did the same thing for actresses and it's like oh here's everybody who is in pretty little liars here's everyone who was in game of thrones that's under 35 mm-hmm. i almost chose uh natalie emmanuel i i briefly thought about Maisie williams but i'm like nope um she's yeah. too short do you mean natalie dormer no uh, although natalie dormer would be great for meg yeah i'll give you that natalie emmanuel is uh Missande. Oh, yes. Yeah. Also, are you watching um, Four Weddings and a Funeral? What is that? It's a TV show based on the movie, but Masande is the main character. It's is, on Hulu. That's on You're Hulu. welcome. Okay, yeah. I, I glanced at it, but I I mean, I'm in the middle of a Futurama binge. Mm. I have to rewatch Dear White People so I can watch season two, or season three. <laughs> yep. I love the show, but I forget everything about it. I keep saying I wanted this to be serious. I did sit down and kind of in my head rewrite the movie because um, listen to the go watch the video essay that Lindsay Ellis did about Hercules and how it's a beautiful mess of a movie. And I completely mm-hmm. agree with her that there are a lot of problems with Hercules. I wanted like to read geography. I mean, not even geography, like the tone. Um, oh, how the character motivations work. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of rewrote the movie in my head where it was Hercules knows he's a god already, but he lives, he can't live on Mount Olympus yet. Mm-hmm. And his journey has nothing to do with Meg or him trying to find where he belongs. It's him being kind of a self entitled prick mm-hmm. who has to learn humility, basically. Yeah. And I wanted to make it more historically accurate because i looked it up phil mentions all the heroes that he trained Uh uh-huh and almost all of them are in well all of them are in edith hill's mythology yeah but uh perseus was before hercules's generation Mm -hmm. odysseus and achilles were after hercules's generation Ah, okay so i'm thinking like i wanted it to be like have you seen aladdin the musical no well in the musical aladdin has three friends Mm -hmm. and i wanted well in my head i kind of made it a combination of um percy jackson and the olympians and then what was the oh and then game of thrones okay where i haven't seen percy jackson well just watch the first one and you'll get what i'm talking about it's a kid who grew up who is the son of a god but grew up as you know a human Mm-hmm. And then realizes he has powers. Mm-hmm. But Jace, the people I have as like his friends are Jason, Theseus, and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. In the movie, they say, uh, Jace, who taught Jason how to sail? And it's a reference to Jason and the Argonauts. Well, mm-hmm. in mythology, Hercules was actually one of the Argonauts. Gotcha. So he would be friends with you know, Atlanta and Theseus and Jason. And those would be the people mm-hmm. that he's training with and competing with in the movie in the that movie. I wrote in my head. Nice. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that idea. Instead of him fighting Hades, you have him fight Cronus, who is the father of the gods. Mm-hmm. That's the why so serious movie that I have in my head. <laughs> and it wouldn't be super gritty. It would just be more uh grounded and historically accurate and the plot would make a little bit more sense 
because I'm still bothered. I was watching it last night and I'm bothered by he has to drink every last drop of the formula, end quote. Every last drop. And he didn't drink every last drop. So he can't live on Mount Olympus now? Yep. That's a huge plot hole to jump. That's a whole huge plot hole to jump through. I think um, you're missing the part where it's Disney. In the in the essay, it's the movie is Rocky and Superman smashed together, and it doesn't yeah. work. I'm gonna send you that link, and I hope you watch it because it's. I'm not going to because I don't want Hercules to be ruined for me. That's fine. Hercules is still one of my bottom three Disney movies of the '90s. Go listen to that episode already done drunk disney so i'm going to get into plugs you can follow us on most social media platforms you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash disney versus you can follow us on twitter at disney vs remember to rate review and subscribe to us on itunes give us a five-star review let us know what you think of the show if you give us a five-star review and leave us a comment we will read it on the show are you checked yeah, we don't have okay. any. No one loves us. No new comments. Also, I apologize for the Facebook silence. I'm taking a break from... I say social media, but I'm just taking a f- break from Facebook. And that means I haven't been posting on the page very much. I mean, obviously this episode will go on the page. But I'm doing a lot of retweeting on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I will check facebook from time to time see if anybody leaves us any love and then i will communicate said love on the next episode you can also follow us on google play music where you can give us eight poison bottles out of five out of five when we commit to a bit we commit to a bit (laughs) we've been doing that for a long time yeah we have since i found out that google play music doesn't have a five star system it doesn't it wait is that how this came about i don't even remember yeah i think i just i just thought it was for me never looking at google play music i think that's what it is i don't even know if we're on i'm cutting this part anyway (laughs) um actually we're not even on google play music he just lied this whole time like i said we commit to a bit we commit to a bit (laughs) as always thank you for listening And we will see you guys next episode. Ciao.